Welcome to Reflections from WT, the heart and the soul of Texas Panhandle. I'm Randy Ray. I am Director of Broadcast Engineering here on the WT campus, and I am joined by number 11, the 11th president of West Texas A&M University, Dr. Walter Wendler. Hey, Randy. How are you this morning? Well, the world has changed a little bit since we last spoke. It has. It has. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of changes. Yes, sir. And so, like we, you and I were talking before, and I'm just going to say it, I think we're tired of hearing about COVID-19. Yeah. I know I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. But I do want to talk a little bit about WT, WT's response to COVID-19. We, we've done a lot of things to, to get our students through this strange time. And, and I, I like to talk a little bit about those. One of the things I heard about yesterday, which I thought was really cool, is our drive-in Wi-Fi. Right, <laughs> right. We have three parking lots on campus, and we've had them for, uh, gosh, two or three weeks now. I can't remember when we started. A lot of places are doing it now. You read it in the national news, but we were early on, and uh, we uh, we put Wi-Fi uh, access in those parking lots. And, uh, you know, I was I was thinking it'd be like kind of a drive-in movie. You could bring your yeah, laptop yeah. or your cell phone and on high-speed internet, you know, yeah. high-speed Wi-Fi, watch uh, or participate in class, do whatever you needed to do. And it turns out that for some of our rural uh, residents, yeah, it's a good thing uh, because uh, some of the, the bandwidth out in the, you know, when you get a little further away from Canyon Amarillo, sometimes the bandwidth is a little bit less yeah, and so on. about that. So it's a, I think it's a good thing. And it's just a way to try to be um, friendly. I was kind of hoping that there'd be big crowds of people. There's been some, but it has been huge crowds. And that some kids would be uh, uh, entrepreneurial and set up a soda stand and sell popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So it would be like a drive-in movie, well, but that I, never materialized. I know you would agree with me, but a big a shout out to James Webb and, and his team. Those guys do they do. They're the hardest working people on campus, they, especially they, right now. Yeah, right now, because there's been so many adjustments to uh, internet access, you know, and everybody going to Zoom and Teams mm -hmm. and WebEx and all these things. I've become capable on all those three pieces of software that I've hardly used prior to. And they're pretty simple, and faculty have gotten used to it. I think one of the dangers is people think if you can get a little bit of a handle on that technology, it makes you a good online teacher. And it doesn't necessarily. And, yeah. and here's what I know. Yeah. Um, and somebody could write a dissertation on this, a PhD dissertation, that effective teaching on campus by an individual will also, that same person will yield effective teaching online. Good teaching is good teaching. And it's more than just the vehicles that you use to transmit the voice and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I pushed back on online teaching. Because what I teach, production classes and that kind of thing, I didn't feel like would acclimate very well to online teaching. But I was forced to do it. And, and honestly, I've kind of enjoyed it a little bit. It's it's a new challenge, and um, it, it made me think about my teaching chops a little bit. Yeah, and, I, you know, you just said it. Teaching chops are what we're all about. We're a teaching university. We really want to make sure students get a good uh, classroom or studio or laboratory uh, or theater experience, whatever kind of learning experience it is, and we want that. I just read about a music program today, and I forget where it was, but they are breaking new ground in teaching music online, which is one of hmm. my pet things. Yeah, I'd like to see WT in the future attack online learning, teaching and learning in fields where it's thought to be very difficult. I'm convinced, and I'm no expert, so I can say this, that you could teach... 80% of thoracic surgery online. 
That doesn't mean that that 80% is more important than the 20% you get face-to-face or right. face-to-chest, you know. I mean, the fact of the matter is, though, if, um, if you think about it, and think about the cognition and all uh, for surgery. There's a lot of that stuff you can teach online. It can never replace the hands-on part of it, but you could teach a lot um, online. In fact, in surgical theaters, that's what people used to do, watch from a distance, which is basically yeah. what online yeah. is. And you sit around and watch a cadaver get taken apart, and you know you can, you can do a lot of that. Still, eventually, you've got to hold somebody's heart in your hand. So, so do you think that COVID, this COVID-19 mess, is it going, not only is it going to... T- change teaching how do you think it will change society as a whole well i think it's going to uh, open up uh, doors for learning opportunity for uh, working parents who may have started school and never finished or maybe they're in a position where if they had an additional degree it would provide them advancement within the uh, company for example as a primary way to get ahead and i think as people recognize that this can work, that it will open up huge, uh, just uh, big doors of opportunity for people that were other side, otherwise unable to attend a university and you know come here on campus and do the things that we do. It's never going to do away with the importance of the campus activity. It's a little bit like the surgery, 20%. I would like to see all of our programs uh, hybridized where no matter what you do online, you may come in the summer for a couple of weeks, and it would be a hardship for some families. But what you value, you will work for yeah. and make a commitment to. As an architect, I, I, I'm going to ask you this. And I was talking to a local contractor yesterday. Do you think that through this COVID-19 thing, society is going to realize that working at home is more viable, more possible? And do, do you think as an architect we will see homes start to have a specific workspace Maybe it's quite possible. That, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting concept, and that's been um, that's been, over the last years uh, with internet access that more and more mm-hmm. is becoming a case. And it is one of the things that's nice for me, and I'm I'm blessed beyond measure. Actually, I have a study in my house that's my study, and I work in there, and it's got everything I need to work in there, and I really. Uh, can be fairly effective from home. I miss the human interaction and the banter back and forth about ideas and concepts that Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily put on an agenda. Uh, But some of that can happen online too. But I think, I think everything's about hybridization. I really think that that is the future of education. So, so a business just, instead of having all these offices, it just has a conference room and maybe once a week workers come in to have the staff meeting or whatever, then they go back to their home offices to work. It's possible. Maybe. It's possible. Brave new world, I guess. Yeah, I want to talk to you before the break. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, you've done you've done something really amazing here. And I want to talk about the application fees that have been waived. Yes, we have. And this is in response to COVID-19, really, to allow people. Here's my this is one of my uh, my commitments to West Texas when I came here. And that was to make sure we were responsive to local needs. And COVID-19, I think, has, is uh, begging questions from traditionally aged college students, 18-year-olds. So, you know, they're not really the preponderance of college students anymore. There's some, our average age is 28 at WT. Mm. But those that are coming straight out of high school, uh, I think appealing uh, to those students uh, locally is very important right now because some par- some families may say, you know, given all this stuff, we'd really like you to stay close to home. Well, 
the the this is what drove the uh, the uh, the uh, no no charge application fee to give people a chance to seriously look at WT. Maybe a student from Pampa mm-hmm. was going to go to um, I'll say uh, University of Houston. I'll just pick that out, and the parents might say, you know, we think that'd be a great thing, but maybe I'll try WT for a year, see what happens, and I know what'll happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. They'll come here for you, and they're not going to want to leave, just like you did. I mean, that's just the way the world works, because this is an intellectually challenging environment. The people work hard. They care about students and so on and so forth. So I want to encourage local engagement with the university. That's why I went out and visited all these high schools. How many? 132. Wow. Every high school north of Klondike, Texas, except one, Friendship High School. They They didn't have room to schedule me to go in there, so I couldn't go there. That's a, that's a lot of visiting. It's a lot of visiting and a lot of schools, but I feel like the message is has been put out. And I talked, of course, a lot about money and trying to reduce costs and, you know, go to community college first instead of borrowing for the first two years. That's a message now. The state comptroller's office is putting out that message. We've been putting it out for three years. We're serious about it. And we weren't afraid of it. So, so this program's called the Buff Promise? Is that That's another program. The Buff Promise is... Um, that's an arrangement whereby we used to, if a family's adjusted gross income, adjusted by the Pell application process and the FAFSA forms that people fill out to get financial aid, uh, they, they, they've come up with an adjusted gross income for each family and what the family should be able to spend for, um, for a college education. And that sounds like big brother stuff and so on and so forth, but it's a legitimate effort to try to figure out who should get Pell grants and student loans. Uh, or student grants. Okay, the Buff Promise used to allow forty thousand, up to forty thousand dollars in adjusted gross income. We doubled that. It's now eighty thousand dollars. So if your family income is less than eighty thousand dollars, and that's after you fill out all these forms and everything, mm-hmm. if it's less than eighty thousand dollars, we pick up the tuition and fees. Wow. So it, it, you go to school and you don't have to pay any tuition and fees, and that includes a lot of people. Um, as a matter of fact, Kel Seliger, who rarely, I mean, we, he put out a very nice tweet about it and said he thought it was good for the working families. That again was driven as a response to, we've been talking about it for a while, but COVID-19 pushed it over the edge because there's a lot of people that are worried about their income potential in the next couple of yeah. years. And legi- yeah. it's legitimate. It's yeah. absolutely legitimate. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's, um, I think it's going to present an opportunity again for families to stay close to, for students to stay close to their families in the Texas Panhandle. I'm not trying to limit somebody's experience. On the contrary, I'm a guy that's bounced all over. I've been to school on four coasts, the East Coast, the Gulf Coast, the West Coast, and then the banks of the Mississippi River. I mean, I've been <laughs> to four different locations and I, you know, it's, that's been a good thing. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of opportunity right here. This is a wide world right here at WT. I agree with you. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back from our break, um, we're going to talk to a student that's local. And we're going to talk to her about how important localism is. Uh, She's a former student of mine and a current staff member, Dr. Wilners. We'll be back in 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is... A student body that learns by doing and is always seeking opportunity. Talented and accomplished faculty that teach both in and out of the classroom. Programs that provide timeless information 
and meet the challenges of today's world. Facilities rich in technology as well as WT history. It's our alumni and donors that make the big difference and set us apart from other universities. With your support, WT will continue to award scholarships to deserving students and strengthen our programs, which means a better campus, more in-depth education, and a lasting cultural and economic impact on our region. Now is the time to strengthen connections, support students, and open doors for tomorrow's leaders. Share your experience, share your heritage, share your pride. Welcome back to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Dr. Windler and I are talking to a young lady that we're both very fond of. We're talking to Amberly Hildebrandt. Hi. Amberly, I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I'm excited. So you were a student in some of my classes, mm -hmm. and you graduated from WT what year? 2017. And what was your degree in? Uh, mass Communication, Broadcasting, and Electronic Media. All right. And... And you actually got to use that degree for a good while, and you're really still using it. So after you graduated, what did you do? So actually, before I graduated, I got hired as the Weekend Reporter at Channel 4 in Amarillo. And so I did that for a few months, Weekend Reporter, and then I got promoted to be the Studio 4 Associate Producer and Reporter and Fill-in Host. So then I did that for about two and a half years. Yeah, pretty impressive. And... Over the last few, is it, how, how long have you worked for Dr. Windler now? Since October. So I guess six, seven yeah. months. Seems like six or seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to her probably. So why the change? Well, um, when I got out into the business, you know, I loved telling stories and I loved meeting people, but I always knew I wanted to go back to somewhere in higher education, yeah. whether that was a teaching capacity or what I'm doing now. And so um, I applied to grad school at Stephen F. Austin so I could do it online, an entire mass communication degree, got accepted, did that. My graduation was in December of 2019 and my news contract was up in October of 2019. So it was kind of the same time. I was like, okay, well, I'm getting my master's. I need to figure out if I want to stay in the news or move on. And so then after, you know, talking with my bosses there and then just applying here at WT, um, I decided that this was a good move. Yeah. How's it gone so far? It's great. It was a lot at first. Is, first... It, is he a slave driver? No, no. He's, <laughs> he's really awesome. Thankfully, he doesn't call me before eight because he knows I am not an early riser. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm with you. I think it has to do with our uh, maybe our, our media mass communication background or something. I don't know. So Amberly, um, we talked a lot this this morning earlier about how important localism is and staying local and WT being local. Talk a little bit about that. You 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 graduated high school in Amarillo. Right? Yes, sir. So um, why I did you go to WT? Um, well, I knew it was a good school, and I had looked into the mass communication program, and so I knew that that was a good program. And then I actually came here on a cheerleading scholarship. Hmm. So that got me here my freshman year and I lived and breathed cheerleading and I thought that that's all that I was and then actually getting here starting my mass comm classes and hearing you need to dig in. I realized I can be more than just a cheerleader. And who did you hear that from? From you okay. in my KWTS practicum. <laughs> and so I, I cheered my freshman year and then I was done. I'm like I'm over this. I've outgrown it. I need to move on. And so then I started joining organizations on campus and I met all different people and I never wanted to go back to that high school me. Yeah. I grew up in Pampa 
And I can remember, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do when I was a senior in college. Didn't even think about going to college uh, when I was a senior in high school. Didn't think about going to college. So I thought, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just go to college. And people start talking about, where are you going to go? Well, I know that I don't want to go to WT. It's too close to home. And uh, anyway, I, I, I waited around too long, ended up having to go to WT. And boy, it was a, it was a perfect fit for me. Yeah. And it didn't feel local. Once I got here, I'm on my own. I, you know, it felt completely separate from uh, Pampa. And it, this was a good fit for me. And would you agree it was for you too? I agree. I mean, you come here and you know that people you graduated with are coming here. But I rarely ever saw them, especially, you know, if they're not in your major. You end up meeting so many different people with so many different backgrounds. And you just immerse yourself with new friends. Yeah, I tell people that I feel like WT is just an oasis in the Texas Panhandle. Um, It's a place to come, feel comfortable, and you. you, But still, it's nice to be a little Mm -hmm. bit close to home when you need to be. And I think one thing that makes a big difference here is you're not just a number. Your professors know your name; they know who you are. And then, you know, you go with them for four years. And I'll never forget Dr. Hansen telling me the first time she 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 saw me on TV. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. like. You do watch and you do realize, hey, that's my student, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about WT? My favorite thing? I would say the family atmosphere, honestly. Like, it doesn't matter who you see. They're going to say hi to you in the hallway. You know, and that happens to me now. And that's what I miss with all of this going on is I don't see the students walking around campus. I don't get to stop and say hi. I don't see students, you know, studying in the hallway or literally running to their 8 a.m. when I'm walking to work. Yeah. Dr. Windler, I want to ask you, what is it like having a former student, uh, a young lady that's fr- from the from the area, work for you? How's that working out? Well, I I don't know if this is a function of Amberly being a WT graduate or not. I'd like to think some of it is, but she is a very uh, resourceful and hardworking. And I never ask her a question that she doesn't find the answer to, and it's mm-hmm. been a been remarkable for me. And some of that is this sort of kind of West Texas grit. Somebody asks you to do something, you do your best and try to get it done. And, uh, you know, you don't uh, wiggle around and say, and we've got people, not many, thankfully, but we have people on campus that wiggle around and try to get out of, you know, doing this or doing that or the other thing. But Emily digs in, and I think she learned that here in the MassCom program. I think she brought it with her from New Mexico, and, you know, it, it continued to grow and breed when she was at uh, Randall High, and she Brought it here as a student, and, and now she's bringing it into the workplace. It doesn't get uh, too much better than that, actually. Yeah. It's a local product. Uh, you know, you've heard the, the expression, local boy makes good, mm-hmm. local girl makes good. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a tremendous, uh, just tremendous, and our knowledge and insight and energy are all uh, without question. I mean, they're impeccable, and it's really uh, it's a joy to work with her every day. And, uh, and some of that's WT. Some of it's people like you, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke at you guys because you're both sitting here. It's the, it's the result of being here. And I, you know, I, I said last week, if you're from here and thinking about school, basically the same thing you said, don't dismiss it. You'll miss it. And there is something very good about being right here in terms of cost, in terms of uh, positive familiarity. And I'm not talking about living in a box. I'm from New York, and I've seen more people in New York live in boxes. I knew people that never went off Manhattan, for goodness sakes, never Mm -hmm. owned a car. They'd rent a car once a year to drive up to Vermont, you know, and that was their vacation. 
that's fine. But but don't act like you're um, you've seen the world. You've seen Manhattan, yeah. which is a very busy, energetic chunk of the world. But you know, it's like going to Nashville, like you did. You see part of the music world, but that ain't all of it. So yeah. anyway, yeah. I all that's to say. Um, I'm, it's great having Amberly, and I, I would, I think businesses and uh, uh, entrepreneurs and industry here in the Texas Panhandle could use a whole bunch of people just like Amberly, and it would make our business environment up here even stronger. I agree with you. So, so I need to ask you too, with COVID nineteen going on, there's not a lot of people on campus. Is it weird over in Old Main? It's bizarre, actually. Like, I, I get kind of freaked out walking. I'm like, where is everyone? Like, what day is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is weird. It's, it's, it's yeah. different. So I'm going to, all right, Amberly, every one of our podcasts, I throw Dr. Windler and our guest what I call a curveball. I'm going to ask you kind of a weird question. This one's not too tough, though, but I, I just, I'm, I'm interested. Um, with all of our at-home time, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that my wife and I, we've been doing a lot of binging yes. on TV. What have you guys been binging? What have you been watching on TV? This is an easy question for me because I'm obsessed with All American right now. I don't even know what that is. So it's um, it's on the CW, but Netflix has the first two seasons on it. And uh, this football player from like Crenshaw in California, um, he gets opportunity to go to Beverly High, you know, and so then that's a very different dynamic high school. And he's a football star. Mm, there's yeah. a lot of like trials and tribulations in it but i really like it all american mm-hmm. huh. Dr. That's, I, that sounds that sounds a little more interesting than what i'm doing we are uh, i don't know if it's appropriate to name a commercial uh station here but we spend a lot of time watching hallmark um hallmark movies by no, my wife. I, i'm really disappointed in you <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm gonna have to take your man card away from you <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't, in some ways I like it because it makes me feel smart. I know what's going to happen at the end of every movie. Well, that's you know, true. That's the nice yeah. part. It's very predictable. And I think, man, I'm really smart. My wife told me the other day, she, Mary said, you know, you could have written these movies because I always tell her what's going to happen yeah. next. And she said, well, I've seen, I said, I've seen so many of them. I feel like I have written them. But anyway, yeah. it's funny. It's funny. I, oh. And I do, I watch a little bit of TV almost every night. I work all day. I'm working just as hard at home. In some ways, harder, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I understand. Because I feel like I don't want to, you know, we were talking earlier, what's going to happen after this? And your very positive view is people can come back very anxious to be at work and glad to be at work and, you know, energized. My concern is they may get used to a different pace uh, when they're working at home and they may not be as energetic. We'll see who's right. I know in the end... These are West Texans up here. They're going to get the job done. Good work ethic. Yep, they do. And I, boy, I'm missing the students. I'm ready yeah. to. I'm ready to get back in the groove. And I'm praying it's not going to be long. I don't think it'll be. I think we just stay the course. It'll be the end. Will be here before you know it. I think so. So, and a year from now, we'll hardly remember it. Yeah, it will. We'll but I do. Th- I, I, I agree with you. But I do think there's some changes in society that we're going to learn from this, and hopefully, it'll be positive. Well, thank you all for joining us uh, for Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Uh, We're looking forward to talking to you again next time. See you then.